The teenage years can be tough, especially on those who support and cheer them on. Navigating the complexities of engaging teens in a meaningful way can be tricky these days. If you find yourself nodding in agreement, you are in just the right place. Here, you'll find the tools and resources you need to support the teens in your life as they discover how to embrace their individual skills, talents, and passions to create a life that surpasses their dreams. You'll hear incredible endeavors where communities empower their youth to have a real impact on the world. This is the Changemaker Teens Podcast with your guide, Linda Johnstone, mother, activist, eternal optimist, and founder of the Changemaker Teens Project. She's passionate about helping you support the teens in your life as you work with them to find lives of direction, purpose, and meaning. Here's Linda. Hi, everyone. This is Linda, and welcome to the Changemaker Teens Podcast. We're hoping to reach out to as many teen influencers as we possibly can because we need your help. We're looking for parents and teachers and youth group leaders, ministers, counselors, community leaders, grandparents, even favorite aunts and uncles, anyone who lives or works with teens because we need all the help we can get to deliver our message that life is better when it has purpose and meaning, especially for teenagers as they're trying to find their way in life. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to just say that I'm recording this in the middle of a global pandemic. And that's just in case you're listening to this a couple of years from now and you don't really know what I'm talking about. Although I do have the feeling that everybody's going to remember this pandemic for a million years to come. It has been horrific. Millions are unemployed. The vast majority of us are living in lockdown with our spouses and our children, and we have no idea when it's going to end. It's a very scary and stressful situation. But in all the fear and uncertainty, there are some positive things to report. And I want to share a few of them with you because I think it ties in beautifully with what I want to talk about today. Have you noticed the changes that have been happening to our planet since this pandemic began? It's not even been going on for that long, maybe a few months now. But it's basically forced cities all over the world to come to a screeching halt. And since that happened, the earth has begun to show how resilient it really is. I'm reading from credible sources that our planet is beginning to heal. We're learning that the damage that we've done with our reckless and irresponsible behaviors can be reversed and can be reversed rather quickly. The factories have only been shut down for a couple months and already people in China are seeing blue sky. It's actually pretty sad, but the parents over there are bringing their children outside to show them what clouds look like. The smog over their cities has always been so thick The kids have never even seen white puffy clouds. And closer to home in Los Angeles, where the smog is not quite as bad as China, but it is pretty thick. Someone actually posted a picture the other day, and the sky in L.A. was as crisp and as blue as the sky that I see when I look out my window in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. It was crystal clear, beautiful blue. And what else? Let's see. Oh, The waters in the canals of Venice have become clearer due to the lack of boat traffic. Residents can actually see fish now. Imagine that, looking in the water and seeing fish. And my personal favorite, the sea turtles in eastern India, the ones that have been endangered by pollution and human activities for years and years. They were able to lay an estimated 60 million eggs during this period of human quarantine. 60 million eggs. That's a lot of baby sea turtles. 
people have also shown extra compassion. Neighbors helping neighbors, communities supporting their local small businesses, teenagers staying inside and giving up their incredibly active social lives to protect their grandparents and other vulnerable members of society. It seems as though this pandemic, while wreaking havoc on humanity and our struggling economy, is also bringing a period of healing and well-being to our planet. And do you know why? It's because we're treating our planet with respect. And I know a lot of you are going to say, well, it's not because we want to. We're being forced to. And I'll give you that. But there's also a whole bunch of people that are really, really trying to make the world a better place. We've been rude, inconsiderate, and selfish tenants of our planet for far too long, and we've done some serious damage. Damage to our environment, our animals, and to each other. But shutting everything down, including ourselves, has allowed us to hit the pause button and breathe for a minute. It's allowed us to realize what we've done and that we now need to do something differently. We need something to change. And I think the hope for change lies within our younger generations. These are the people that have the most to lose if we return to business as usual. When this pandemic is over, if we all look away and allow things to return to the way they were, then we've gained nothing. Think about it. Changing our toxic habits and eliminating our toxic products has made a difference. And that should be enough to encourage us to continue learning and inventing and innovating. But our young people need our support and encouragement to keep moving forward. And like our Earth, our children need our respect. So that leads me to my topic of today, respect. When we begin respecting our planet and our environment, amazing things start to happen. We've seen evidence of this with the pandemic. Can you imagine what would happen if we began to truly respect each other? Specifically, if parents began to show respect to their teenagers? Humanity is also incredibly resilient, even more so than our fragile environment, but we have to start somewhere. The factories were forced to shut down. People aren't that simple. So I mentioned this in my last episode, but in case you're just joining us, I'm going to say it again. In the midst of all my worrying about the future of humanity, I realize that this pandemic has given us an incredible opportunity. I realize that being locked in our houses with our preteens, our tweens, teenagers, and young adults, it's given us a captive audience with them. What an amazing opportunity we have to work on the relationships that we have with our children. Now is the time to make things right with our kids before the lockdown is lifted and they once again disappear from our lives. It doesn't even matter how your relationship looks right now. I know families are struggling. Mine is, you know, especially with teenagers. Tempers are short. Patience is short. You may be best friends with your teen right now or you may not even be talking to each other doesn't matter. What I want to talk about works for everybody. Even if you think you've lost your teen forever, keep listening. Use this unique time with your family to start something wonderful. So here it is. We're seeing the earth begin to heal because we started treating it with respect. Well, the same is true for our relationships. And just to be clear, the basis for any relationship is respect. If your relationship is broken, this is where you start. If your relationship is fantastic, this is where it gets even better. Can I go back to the interviews that my mentor Diana Sterling conducted with her group of teenagers? If you're just joining us, Diana was a personal effectiveness coach 
who was having a difficult time with her own preteen son. And she decided to interview other teens in order to try to improve her own relationship. She asked them specifically about the importance of respect in their lives. And here's what a 16-year-old girl said. Many teenagers act out and rebel due to a lack of respect from their parents. If my parents don't respect me, how do you think that'll make me feel? Useless? Less than? Like I don't deserve to be respected? She goes on to say, if my parents, my two essential role models in life, don't respect me, how can I respect myself? How can I plan the rest of my life if no one respects who I am right now? Well, let that sink in for a second. A 16-year-old girl who does not think she deserves to be respected and who doesn't respect herself, all because of the lack of respect that her parents have for her? If you had the power to do something about that for your own teenager, would you? I sure hope so. And it's easier than you think. Many parents just don't know how. So here's the thing. We can communicate respect or a lack of respect in many different ways. It can come across in our words, our body language, how much we pay attention or don't pay attention, or in our ability to listen to our teens without jumping to conclusions or trying to solve their problems. Letting your kids figure things out for themselves is actually an incredibly respectful thing to do. You're saying, I believe in you, and I believe in your ability to handle this situation. This is how kids grow to be responsible, independent adults by knowing that somebody believes in them and that somebody respects them. But how you speak to your teen and the words you use can make all the difference. Let me share with you a distinction between two words. One is a word that we use all the time. The other one, hardly ever. The words are pride and respect. Let's start with pride. The definition of the word pride is a feeling or a deep satisfaction derived from one's own achievements or the achievements of those with whom we are closely associated. Consider the normal parental response when a teen gets a good grade on a test or hits a home run in a baseball game or has a great performance in the high school musical. What do we always say? I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your grade or your home run or the way you sang that song. Am I right? That's our go-to phrase when our kids do something good. We always say, I'm so proud of blah, 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 blah. But when you realize what the word pride means, it makes the achievement all about you, doesn't it? I'm so proud that your good thing made me look good because I'm your mom. I'm so glad that you hit that home run because now I'm going to tell all my friends, thanks for making me look good. Now let's compare that with another definition, the definition of respect. It is to treat with special consideration or high regard. Notice that it doesn't mention the word deserve. Respect is something that all people need and want just for being alive. We have to treat our teens with respect simply because they are human, not because they deserve it. So let's go back to that baseball game. You see your son after the game, and this time you say, I have so much respect for how hard you practiced in the backyard look at what you just did or with a good grade i really respect how much you studied for that test hard work really did pay off for you and the musical how about like you sang like an angel tonight i have so much respect for all the preparation you did to make this happen do you see the difference 
Saying I'm so proud of you almost sounds superficial to me now. There's nothing attached to it. But using the word respect in a sentence, it instantly takes it to the next level. People pay attention when you say you respect them or that you respect something that they did. But I have to warn you, it doesn't just roll off the tongue. Respect is not a word we often use, not with our teens or our young adults or even with our spouses or parents. I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. People just don't go around saying, I respect you, and that's too bad. Think about yourself. When is the last time somebody said they respected you? Can you even remember a time? That's how rare it is. But what if you started using the word more often at home? What if you casually started to add the word respect to your vocabulary? Not all at once, or even very often at first, but what if you just slipped it in every now and then with your kids? And again, I don't care, tweens, teens, young adults, 10-year-olds, it doesn't matter. And here's a suggestion. Really try to do it gradually. If you suddenly start respecting everything they say or do, they're going to know something's up. People just don't talk like that. So go easy, maybe a couple of times a week, and make sure it's appropriate. Kids see through our feeble attempts to try to get on their good side when we want something. Make sure it comes from your heart. So start using the word respect. Then just sit back and watch what happens. Just like the planet Earth, your children will respond. You watch how your teen perks up when you say you respect how she handled that difficult decision. Or you respect how your son helped his friend study for the test even though he was really tired. Using the word respect in a conversation will automatically make you sound more supportive and encouraging. Your kids will notice and will appreciate that you're acknowledging their individual qualities rather than just their actions or accomplishments. It lets them know that they're on the right track and that you're there for them. I've heard many parents say that it's not up to them, the parent, to respect their teen. It's the teenager who must respect the adult. And I get it. I understand. The teen really does have to respect their parents too, but it does go both ways. And if you don't believe me, let me refer you back to the 16-year-old who is now having a hard time planning a life of significance and purpose, all because she doesn't believe that she is worth anything. If we can make our kids believe in themselves, we'll be doing our part in raising the change makers of tomorrow. If they feel good about themselves and the decisions and plans that they make for their future, then everybody wins. And you can begin with a simple change in vocabulary. Start using the word respect. Watch their faces light up. And then watch your relationship light up too. In our next episode, we're going to take this one step further. While we're still locked in our homes with our teens, I'm going to show you why active listening is one of the most important gifts that a parent can give to their children. In fact, it's what your teen craves from you. I'll tell you all about it next time. I'll see you then. You've been listening to the Changemaker Teens Podcast with Linda Johnstone. We hope you enjoyed today's show, but more importantly, that you feel inspired and supported to mobilize and ignite a spark in the youth of your community. Please like and subscribe to help others find the podcast too. We want to hear from you. Tell us your story and be part of the community on Facebook and Instagram at Changemaker Teens. To learn more about the Changemaker Teens Project or to help youth truly change the world, visit changemakerteens.com. See you next time.